John, NFL TV free agency doesn't stop. Drew Brees possibly going from NBC to Fox to call games. That's in play. And you know, it was not a good week if you're a streaming service. Uh, and it was not a good week if you're a New Jersey Nets fan. Kyrie Irving, he had some great quotes. When I say I'm, I'm here with Kev, I think that it really entails us, um, you know, managing this franchise together alongside Joe and, and Sean. And... and we're back. I'm Andrew Marshan, sports media columnist for the New York Post, and he's John Oran, the media reporter for the Sports Business Journal. John, let's get right to it. Who's up? Who's down? Who's up? Who's down? Andrew, I'm going to lead us off. Who's up? I have Ari Emanuel, Mark Shapiro of Endeavor, and that's because they are about to sign a big deal for UFC in Britain and in Ireland. And this is less about that deal and more about the U.S. rights that are going to be coming up in 2025. Right now, ESPN's paying about $150 million uh, uh, per year for UFC rights. Ari Emanuel was on an earnings call just recently, just last month. He said that they've been getting almost double the rights fees uh, out in the international markets. I know they're looking right now at the U.S. market, all the streaming companies, all the media companies, and, and they're, they're really thinking that they're going to get a bonanza coming up. Yeah, let's hit that a little bit later more, but it sounds like they might be getting SEC money or more. SEC got, what, $300, $350 million a year from ESPN uh, for, their, for their upcoming deal that starts in 2024. All right, my who's up? Soccer in America. The reason? Last Saturday on CBS, NBC, and ABC, all soccer – and it wasn't really a big deal. Now I'm making a big deal because the who's up, which is obviously the highest honor in all of sports media. But uh, you had Mark the- Shand, who's up. I love it. Uh, I'm kidding, of course, everybody. Anyways, on CBS, you had the NWSL. Uh, on NBC, you had the Premier League. And on ABC, you had the Bundesliga. Uh, and, and that would have been, you know, people calling you, telling you you need to write about this. It's sort of like, okay, yeah, that's a Saturday afternoon now. Um, and it just shows you that, you know, we could argue about is the, is soccer the fifth major sport? Is it a top four sport? Whatever it is, it's mainstream because that's as mainstream as you get all three broadcast networks having uh, top soccer on uh, men's and women's. Uh, and so I thought that was significant when I was flipping around the channels last Saturday. You know what I love about your who's up is that it talks about broadcast television and, and, and there still is something special about being on broadcast television it, it, it kind of it makes the event bigger that leads into my who's down which is uh ted sarandos of uh of netflix and it's less about netflix and more about you know just the whole streaming um, market right now which looks to be I, we've talked about this forever I, people call it streaming wars it is a totally saturated market uh, and if, if netflix as big as they are is starting to you know, lose subscribers and, and, and they're looking forward and, and they see more subscriber losses on, on the horizon. You know, all these new streaming companies that are launching and all the sports leagues that are salivating because they, they see all these new big bidders potentially coming after their, their product. You know, maybe it's not as good as, as people think. John, my who's down is Masson. I'm going into your neck of the woods out in that Maryland, D.C. area to your 
Regional Sports Network. I got to interrupt you for a second, Andrew. Masson could be my who's down every single week. I, I, I love it. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Masson has finally decided to go on the road. So give them credit for that. But it took a Ben Strauss article in the Washington Post to finally get them off their fannies and on the road. Uh, good job by our boy Strauss. Uh, writing an article about how Masson's not on the road. Nesson also not on the road. The Angels, we know, uh, haven't been on the road. Uh, FS1, we've mentioned. We've been all over this in terms of as a topic. Um, but Masson still gets my who's down because they shouldn't have taken this. They should have known that you need to have your announcers present in road ballparks. Uh, it just sounds different. Uh, the announcers also learn more about the teams when they're on the road with the clubs and it makes it more interesting and we're still paying the same cable fees you know, here in New York. Yes. And S and Y have had their announcers on the road. They still need to get all their cameras there. They, they've cut down a little bit on cameras and also uh, they SNY lost sound uh, at one point, which I do think is um, where they're cutting a little bit of corners uh, to do so. We never had that in the past. So they still need to kind of step it up a little bit, but we heard it this past week, Gary Cohn, Cardinals, Mets, uh, ninth inning, Dom Smith at the plate. And listen to Gary Cohn, who was in St. Louis making this call. If he's not there, can he make this type of call? And Dom pulls one over the bag. Goldsmith with a sprawling stop. The race to the bag. And Dom is safe. And two runs score. And the Mets take the lead. Unbelievable. Goldsmith with a great play, but Gallegos slow getting off the mound. Jankowski and McNeil both race home, and the Mets lead it three to two in the ninth. There's no chance he could have made that call sitting in a, a, a production room away from the stadium. He was at the stadium. He told me what I wasn't seeing on screen and just made it a really good call. I mean, that's why you send announcers to the stadium just for calls like that. It built the excitement. It was it was fantastic. 100%. And you also send them, in my opinion, on the road, you get, you just learn more about the team. And eventually, if you keep doing it this way, you lose that connection and the announcers don't have as uh, much to say. And it's just not as interesting. And it just kind of um, uh, recedes over time. All right, let's move to the topics. Look, we haven't talked about this in a while. So I'll let you lead it in because you, you love leading in the NFL TV free agency stuff. <laughs> One thing I, you know, I just do want to say, the hardest working man in show business. You, you were on vacation all week, Andrew, and, and uh, you did the podcast last week and you come back and you break some big stories, one involving Drew Brees, potentially moving from NBC over to Fox, which is something in uh, last week's podcast that you actually previewed for us. What, what's new in that? Right now, it's really in uh, Fox's and NBC's court. Uh, and all indications I have is that NBC would allow this to happen. Uh, I'm not sure if it would be a trade, but if Drew Brees says, you know what, I really want to do games, which is what he wants to do. That's clear. He wants to do games. And my best opportunity to do that is with Fox and not NBC. Uh, I think NBC would let him do it. So now Drew Brees has to decide, um, do I want to go to Fox? Here's the little bit of the wrinkle. Uh, if Breeze went to Fox, he wouldn't necessarily replace Troy Aikman on that number one team with Kevin Burkhart. Of course, Aikman and Joe Buck left uh, Fox for ESPN uh, to do Monday Night Football. So they have an opening at the number one spot. They could move Greg Olson from the number two slot to work with Burkhart continue. Uh, and then Breeze could move in and be the number two analyst 
uh, with either Joe Davis or Adam Amin. I think Davis is the favorite at the moment for that one. Um, and so when you look at it, if you're Drew Brees and you want to do games, uh, this might be a better opportunity. You can reset. Now, the, obviously, there's a question of money. Uh, he's getting paid. Uh, you know, I think he got a really good contract with NBC. I do think there's there might be some clauses in there that helped him when he didn't get the where he might have gotten some money uh, when he didn't get Sunday night when they extended Collinsworth. Uh, so and and look, I we always talk about money, right? In these players, and you know the the idea that players made a lot of money so then they don't care about money is really <laughs> mine. Not from my experience, that's not the case. <laughs> they made a lot of money and they continue to feel like they should make a lot of money. So if you're Drew Brees, you have to ask yourself, well, should I make so much less than the Mannings, uh, Romo, or Aikman? Um, but if you want to do games, that's where his passion is. Then I think I give him credit and to go work on it um, and get better and then be in position to be a number one. If that's what he wants to do. I, I think I, I'd applaud him if he did that. I mean, I think that would be showing uh, uh, that you really care about being a broadcaster. Andrew, these elite players became elite because they're the most competitive people on the planet. And the idea that they're not going to be competitive over their salary that their peers are making is, is uh, you know, just not true as, as, as you, as you know, what I find to be interesting about Drew Brees is, you know, to go back a year ago and sort of the, the, the shine is totally off Drew Brees based on one playoff game that he really didn't do a, a good job on. And so everybody, you know, when he retired, had him uh, really pegged as a, a number one analyst. The view inside Fox is that he still could be a number one analyst, even if he's not there yet. He's not ready for it for it yet, but, but he has the... Uh, you know, the skill set or the tools to, uh, to, to be able to, you know, get promoted to that position at some point. Look, I watched the full first game of his Notre Dame broadcast and his full last game, obviously watched the playoff game um, that he had with the Bengals. Uh, and I saw improvement, you know, when he was doing Notre Dame and he never struck me as a player with like a huge personality. Is he going to give you some laughs? Like maybe Romo does, but I do see him kind of in that Aikman mode where he can break down the game. He loves talking football. Um, and obviously one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Uh, so like with, let's say he was with a Burkhart, right. Who has a big personality or, you know, has a personality that brings out uh, things like, I, I think that's where he is. He doesn't in studio. I'm not saying he doesn't look uncomfortable there, but he just, um, you can watch it. And then what I've been told, he doesn't really want to give you those big opinion. He doesn't want to criticize, which you don't need to criticize, but he just doesn't like that. And most players and most announcers like to be at the event um, because that's where the energy is. You know, studio is kind of a sterile environment. It's easier because you know, what's coming in a lot of ways. He's like, well, we're going to talk about this. It's like, kind of like doing a podcast where we plan out everything. So John and I, and then we edit it. They don't even get to edit it though. Unfortunately, John, for them, uh, <laughs> that's not, we, uh, we can say, ah, let's, you know, take that out. Um, we leave in too many of my stutters though, Andrew, like we, we have to figure out how to edit those out. I think I'm not going to say my, I don't give my verbal ticks away. I don't want people listening. For I'm not going to self scout. Could I see this happening? I could. I think the momentum feels like it's going that direction. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I could see it happening because it just feels like momentum and Fox could feel like, all right, we lost Aikman, but now not only do we have Olsen, but we added breeze. Um, that kind of makes a lot of sense for them. And then could there be an Amazon component to try to get that money a little bit more you know, closer to what NBC's paying? And does he do some studio or maybe there's alternative broadcast or something with Amazon? That seems to me to be possible. Okay. We had Al Michaels on the two yard line, half yard line, one 
where do you put this? Somewhere at midfield? Are we in, uh, approaching uh, the red zone? I'd say we're no, I'd say yeah, mid yeah, I'd say we're about crossing midfield. Um, but you know, they got their play calls. They got they have the offense. Breeze is running that offense. Like it's classic. Like Drew Breeze is prime with the Saints is running that offense. So you're at the 35, you're feeling pretty good about maybe this can go into the end zone. So uh not into the red zone yet. But definitely, to me, there's momentum for this to happen. So if you can wager on this, wager that it's going to happen. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. You know, you, I, I don't like to do that personally, but you can wager that. Right. I'm just a, I'm just calling it as I see it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're probably right. I'm, I'm kind of pushing it that way, I guess. So if I were saying wager, I guess you're right. It's NFL draft week, Andrew. And uh, you, you also broke another story about what I think is one of the best studio shows on, on uh, sports TV, which is uh, NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Kay Adams is leaving Good Morning Football. She very well could end up at Amazon as their host. Uh, their pregame show is expected to be on site each week. Uh, and she could be the person leading that program. Uh Look, Good Morning Football is the show that the NFL watches. It's on in every facility. The commissioner watches it. I mean, that is the program that the NFL turns to. So it has a lot of importance. Uh, that's number one. Uh, and they've really created something special. Um, you know, Nate Burleson has now gone on to uh, be a star at CBS. Uh, Peter Schrager has his Fox duties. Uh, he's a star. Kyle Brandt brings so much energy to that program. And then Kay Adams was the anchor to it. Um, but that has run its course. Uh, and so uh, Adams will move on. That deal, uh, from what I'm told, is not done. There's some expectation that it will get done. But again, until it's completed, I wouldn't say that's 100%. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was um, something I'd heard that this has been kind of going on for a long time with Adams, the idea that she wasn't going to be back. Uh, with that, now the NFL Network did say that they hope to have her at some point, at some at some part of their, uh, you know, network. I'm not sure exactly where uh, she fits there, uh, but uh, you know, besides Good Morning Football, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big one, especially in NFL circles. And to me, uh, what makes it especially big is it really highlights what we've talked about for the you know the past month, which is the differing strategies between Apple and between Amazon. And Amazon is consistently going out and paying a lot of money and bringing in top-notch uh, um, uh, on-air talent, um, you know, from Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. You know, they, they uh, immediate, immediately, they haven't had a game yet. They immediately have, uh, have a really good booth. And they, they obviously have really prioritized the production values in a way that we really haven't seen at all on Apple TV Plus's uh, uh, baseball coverage. Yeah, and what I've heard, though, in the studio, they haven't been paying as much, which has kind of caused some, you know, not issues, but some people, you know, they look at what uh, Michaels is getting. Uh, they look at what Herb Street's getting, and they say, well, what, you know, why don't I get That's the agent's dilemma, right? They <laughs> convinced the, you know, some of these agents have convinced the executives well, you're paying a billion dollars for the NFL, so you should pay, you know, 18 million for my announcer. But then they hear from their other clients and be like, where's my 18 million or where's my 10 million? Where's my 5 million? And it's just a different level. There's just going to be that number one uh, game analyst uh, slash play by player who's, you know, making that type of dough um, at the moment. And, um, but everyone else is not going to get that type of money. So that, that's just like Sean Payton. I can see him at Fox. 
um, and uh, maybe doing that, you know, pre pregame show. Um, that's one to watch because, you know, a lot of people think he wants to, you know, now he said he didn't, but that he wants to come back and coach. So I could see Peyton uh, ending up there. Yeah, there's some interesting things going on. There could be some more moves uh, with Amazon as well. I think that what we've learned from the past couple of months, there just aren't that many top level play by play people. There are not that many top level game analysts. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that could go into a studio and give analysis in a studio or, 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 or host the studio. And especially on, on Amazon Prime, those numbers, when they come out, the, 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 the TV ratings for the game are going to be are going to be small. The TV ratings for a pregame show on Amazon, uh, they're, they're going to be like beyond. Of course, they're not going to pay for that. It's like, you know, you need you need to get the viewers. And before we move off of this, can I give you one of one more? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, a little n- nugget. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kaylee Hartung is the sideline reporter uh, with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Good Morning America. Uh, she's done news. She's done sports. I, I'll give you that one, a little. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised there. And she came up with the uh, SEC network. Does that mean she's going to be uh, leaving news, or is this just? In uh, I think this would be an extra. I mean, uh, I feel like she's doing well with her news career. I that's a I wouldn't be surprised thing. Amazon versus Apple, they're bringing in an established person who's going to be very good on the sidelines. I mean, she she was really good at the SEC network. She's now doing network news, uh, and and they're they're prioritizing the you know the 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 game broadcast in a way that you're not seeing in Apple. It's it's a it's a fascinating uh, differing strategy between those two. Yeah, and I guess you know the Apple thing too. Like I don't want to over like I think. Again, I don't want to like it's nothing to do with Katie Nolan. I think that's the one where you're kind of like that doesn't really make sense because she's not a baseball person. Right. And I think that's where you kind of like if they didn't do that and like Hannah Kaiser is a baseball person. So she makes more sense on the early games. Um, But if they hadn't if they just done a two person booth um, with Melanie Newman uh, and Chris Young uh, and then, you know, with Steven Nelson and Hunter Pence, again, it would have been. Um, you know, those aren't like, I, I think you could say, all right, yeah, that's kind of new and fresh. Um, it's just when you, again, we, we, we gave life advice at the Dear Andy segment last week. It's just, they're coming off. It's like, we just met you. And it's like, you're trying to change everything. Uh, we can't find the games. Just give us a broadcast. And I get the idea of doing that. I just can't understand where you come up with someone who has never done baseball. That just doesn't seem to, uh, make that much sense to me, maybe as like a part of your broadcast, but not in the booth. I just think like, I, I just know I'd, I'd love to like be able to talk to, like, can you explain the concept of what you're trying to accomplish and why it should work? And like, I just don't, I conceptually, like I always try to look at the other side. I just don't see why conceptually that works with someone who's again, not really a baseball person. Like, you know, Katie Nolan is a huge baseball fan, maybe, um, but she doesn't seem to be a huge baseball fan even. And the expertise you need to be in the booth and talk about it really well and at a high level, it's, it's harder than people think. Let's play the hypothetical game here. If Amazon had exclusive access to Friday Night Baseball, don't you, don't you think they would have gone out there to try to get Joe Davis? They would have had conversations with, with Joe Buck to, to, to come over there. They would have tried to pick a big name, top quality play-by-play person, pair them with a play, uh, a top quality analyst and, and really- see, I guess this is where we disagree. Like, I don't mind Apple doing something different. Like, I don't think that's necessarily bad because like baseball, 
it's different than football, right? I, I see your point. Like, yeah, just go get like, you know, there's, there's a bunch of people they could talk to. You know, I, I do think they looked into Ryan Rucco, um, who's from the Yes Network and on ESPN to maybe do those who would have been more, you know, younger, but traditional um, to be a play-by-player for, for their broadcast. Um, so, yeah, but I, I hear your point. Like, you, you, but again, there is something to be said. Like, we can't just recycle the same six people to every broadcast. So I, I, I give Apple that. It's just, um, I just don't think the overall concept worked. And also, I, again, this is my bigger thing. Also, forgetting who they picked. Two-person boots are easier than three-person boots. Amen. Yes. And and also- Across sports. That goes across sports, too. You're going to do a three-person booth. You need to really understand what your formula is. They either have to have a really good relationship before they get in the booth, or there's somebody like, I think when you look at like the CBS crew uh, for the NCAAs with Nance, Raftery, and Grand Hill, I would say Grand Hill, and actually I think this is actually stymied Grand Hill a little bit now, because I think now he's ready to be a broadcaster, but when he first started, he was kind of very happy with just kind of being the third wheel there, not really saying that much, so that can work, but now he's kind of ready to go, I think, he's more into it, Um, and so it kind of stymies him a little bit, and We've been through Nance as a and you know NCAA play-by-player and his shortcomings there, but that's another issue. Is like go three-person booth, it makes it more difficult and it's hard to 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 make it sound smooth and, and good, especially when people are used to the regular broadcasters. Let's uh, use this to uh, go to topic three. On the rundown, we we just have it as as Netflix, but but for me, it's all of streaming. Uh, Netflix uh, came out with their quarterly results. Uh, they're starting to lose subscribers. Uh, the stock market uh, has just punished uh, Netflix stock. Uh, Netflix says that they don't want to go after sports. Uh, I talked to you know um, uh, Michael Nathanson of Moffat Nathanson, who said eventually they're going to have to you know put their toe into sports if that's uh, a w- way that uh, because that's a way for them to to stand out a little bit. But r- right now the mad rush to set up streaming services is you know is this as big as it's going to get? I, I've seen studies saying that, you know, there's going to be between, you know, uh, consumers are going to have between two and four streaming services tops. You know, we have how many? We have, you know, 15 uh, that, 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 that are out there or, or more. And we have, you know, Bally Sports, uh, Sinclair is trying to launch, you know, yet another one that's going to be coming out. Who's down? I can't wait. The that who's downs, the who's downs when, that, then, when that launches, I can't work. wait for that one. Well, I think we'll have consolidation. No, right? That's number one. Uh, well, of um, course, that's happening. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, Fox is looking good, having, you know, choosing not to do it, you know, taking a step back right now and not doing it, not spending all that money. On you know, sh- Andrew, we don't talk about that enough. What a, what a strategy that was sort of let everybody go out. Let's see how it shakes out. And we're just going to focus on sports gambling and, and broadcast television. I mean, Fox- yeah, I think from the beginning, I think I I've liked Fox sports strategy and I like Disney strategy. I just think you're either, I don't think half measures work and I'm not saying that the others won't work. I think they've done smart, some smart things. Um, it's just, you know, Disney has so much money and they just, they did a good job of um, making, you know, walling off all of this. Nathanson saying that sports are going to be important, right? In the streaming games. Well, who's better positioned than Disney and ESPN plus, and, you know, and then ESPN, which we've talked about the idea that it could go direct to consumer, staying on cable, but direct to consumer within five years. I mean, that's a pretty good bundle that you'll get all that sports, 
all the Disney programming. They're adding other programming. You know, you get a couple of hits, you know, their own Ted Lasso's, et cetera. They've had a few that have been, you know, pretty well received. You know, you see where that strategy that might work. Uh, you know, does it, you know, we don't see the actual books. Like, I mean, does it add up at the end of the day? I'm not sure if it adds up because they are spending so much money. Yeah, I don't want to describe myself as a skeptic yet. I, I want to see how, how it all turns out. But I still will tell you that when Amazon, when Jeff Bezos sees the viewership for Thursday Night Football, when it's exclusive to Amazon, you know, and when, uh, you know, Tim Cook sees the viewership for Friday Night Baseball on, on, on Apple, I could easily see them saying, why are we spending all of this money for engagement that is really well, not you're going against yourself huge. though but your boy nathanson says we, they, they need sports so which which he's our boy nathanson i guess but i look his point is that is that look if you're going to go whole hog into streaming you it's almost like a lost leader you you, you have to get sports in, in in order to uh laura martin of, of needham also said, um, made similar comments uh, with regards to, to Netflix. I mean, this is part of the strategy. If you're going to have a streaming service, you're going to have to have some sort of live component. I just think that at some point, uh, the, the, the worry for leagues and for teams should be, what if nobody shows up to watch? And, and you know, what, what am I actually doing with my rights? The next time those rights come up, you know, they're, they're going to be rolled backwards in, in a big way, potentially. Yeah, it never happens, but yeah, maybe this is the time. <laughs> right? I mean, always By the way, that's not a prediction. I'm just saying things I'm going to watch. But here's the thing. All right, so you just said roll back, right? So we said, all right, maybe they'll, they won't pay as much. But we started this conversation by saying Netflix has to get in the sports, okay? Or at least that's a, you know, a theory that they need sports. So we say, we're a sports media podcast, so let's drill it down, John. When you say, and I, I know what I'm thinking, but I want you um, to tell me your thoughts here. When you look at Netflix and you say they need to get in the sports, um what sport where do what what do we see if we're project where they possibly could get in the sports now you know they've done some documentaries we're talking about live sports what do you see i got three letters and i think you're going to say them i i have a uh, a great respect for for michael nathanson i think that he has a, a he has been right all the way through the 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 the, the streaming uh, tour so if he says that that's going to make me take a look i'm going to give you a letter and a number first before i go to to the three letters mm -hmm. And, you know, Netflix has a, a series called Drive to Survive, which has been very successful uh, about the Formula One. And uh, why wouldn't they put their toe in with F1 rights to pair it uh, with, with, with something they already have that's successful? That's something that could be out there. And, you know, I, I think the three letters that, that you're, that you're uh, thinking about uh, is you know, based off my who's up. And the UFC rights uh, that, that oh, are coming. Oh, that wasn't actually. That's good though. All right, UFC rights. Interesting. Oh, the three other was, letters. WWE. Yeah, my letters, oh my. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that was your three letters. My three letters were the NBA. NBA is coming up as well. Here's the thing about the NBA: is that the the, the, the NBA is uh, they have a young audience. They, they would work well on a, on a streaming service, certainly. Turner, uh, which is now the uh, Warner uh, Discovery. Uh, You're coming to play. Warner Brothers Discovery. I forget what, what goes first and, and what doesn't. Are they going to change HBO Max's name? I don't know. Maybe we'll find that out this week. They need the NBA. They're going to double down on the NBA. Disney is going to uh, double down on the NBA. You you have these these uh, groups that uh, that uh, big media companies that are, that are going to try to build the moat 
around this this programming that's really important to them in a way that maybe the UFC isn't. The UFC has done- If you're like Paramount Plus or Peacock, why don't you go try to get the NBA? Like, I don't see, like, doesn't that make sense to- you have the broadcast um, rights, you know, if you're Fox, like, I don't know if I'm the NBA, I think the NFL, like, look, the NBA is really smart. They've been really smart in media for a long time. Um, but I do think the NFL, um, you know, with the idea of being on every network broadcast, uh, it's, it, it does make a difference. And I think it will become even stronger in terms of that's free TV. You're going to reach everybody because like you talk about the Buddhist lingo, for example, right? We don't see the numbers of what ESPN streams for that, but they paid, I think, $30 million a year for that. And I can't really see that like paying off. Like, I just feel like there's this, the German league has sort of kind of, I don't want to say fallen off the map, but it really doesn't feel like when it was on FS1, it still wasn't for me like a number one thing, but I would check out some games more. Title was going to be one last weekend. When you go to these streamers, um, and you're just on the streaming, you're just, you're making the audience smaller and there's just really not that much room for growth. Obviously getting on ABC for a game that helps. Don't get me wrong. That's huge. Uh, but just overall the league sort of is kind of, you know, in this little box that yes, I check out ESPN plus. I think overall it's a pretty good product, especially for soccer fans, hockey fans as well, and some others, but I don't know those leagues. I think you have to ask yourself in terms of distribution. So if I'm a CBS if I'm an NBC, I'm thinking about the NBA. I'm thinking, how can I get this to Fox? I'm thinking about the NBA. How can I get this relationship with them and maybe get a, a, a finals, right? Get, you know, big games. I don't think if you're the NBA, you can really go to like, say, Amazon or Apple, you're going to have our finals, right? Do you want some regular season games? Maybe a playoff game, some, you know, some playoff games, but you can't give a finals to, to you know, to the streamers. Yeah, I, here's a, a pretty easy prediction. There's uh I would put it at an infinitesimal chance, almost a zero chance that the NBA finals are, are going to leave broadcast television uh, moving forward. I think that that's something that even when the NBA went to cable, they made sure that the, uh, the, the, the bat back, you know, 20 years ago, they made sure that the finals were, were going to re- remain on, uh, on broadcast. Take a look at, you know, uh, Big Ten rights. Uh, you know, the Big Ten is at Fox, it's ESPN, you know, they, they b- both wanted to renew them, but all of a sudden, you know, CBS is looking into it, NBC is looking into it, Turner's looking into it, Apple, Amazon, everybody is. When the NBA rights come up, you better believe every single one of those uh, companies are going to be kicking the tires trying to get the NBA. And the, the question is going to be like where the price goes. Which brings us to Amazon. Can we get a notification from Alexa? <laughs> When you look at it, that's why I like Amazon strategy though. Like, right. What are we talking about here? So Amazon has the NFL, right? Around the world, we have Premier League. Have I said this before? They have top cricket. They just, last Friday, they started their Yankee deal. The most successful, the most important uh, baseball franchise. And they did local. Now they had a couple struggles. All right. With Amazon, like for the most part, it worked okay. But I know people, someone who lives 17 miles from Yankee stadium who has prime, who has yes, who couldn't get it. So they're going to have to figure that out. I've been told by the Amazon spokesperson that they are, you know, figuring out what went on there. Some people in Connecticut, I also know um, towards Bristol who also had that same issue. Have yes, have Amazon prime. I've been told they're going to work on that and that, you know, there was something with that. And then, so you have that. And then now you get 20 other games from Amazon you get value, then you're going to go into Thursday night football, you're going to get value, you're going to start shopping on Amazon. To me, that makes total sense. Um, Now, Apple, on the other hand, you have 
uh, baseball games. Maybe you're going to get MLS and then maybe you'll get Sunday ticket. Again, so far, I don't really understand that Amazon. I I think what you look at what they've done, um, it just to me makes full sense, especially with what you're saying with Netflix needing to get into um, live sports, potentially Amazon's already there. Obviously ESPN's the king with all the streaming and all that. And then Fox doesn't have a streaming service, but has um, more marquee events, um, you know, right after ESPN or, you know, they probably argue that they have more. Uh, we don't need a call from Andrew Fergersi, their uh, uh, head of PR over there. And <laughs> bottom line is I like Amazon strategy. Have I mentioned that? Uh, you know, uh, uh, do you own Amazon stock? You oh, love, I, you love your Amazon. You know, look, I know Amazon behind the scenes. There's some, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there that, you know, it's not like it's such a perfectly, you know, perfectly run shop overall. I'm not even acting like that. Um, I just think when you look at it uh, objectively at their strategy, I like ESPN strategy. I like Fox's strategy, uh, NBC and CBS's strategy. I don't dislike them. I just feel like they're kind of caught in the middle a little bit. And that's something they're going to have to figure out. Um, and then especially like with discovery and Warner brothers, I like, I like the idea of getting, you either get really big or you, or you cut it down small. I don't like the middle. And I think Amazon's gone really big. Uh, maybe Apple will with Sunday ticket. I don't own stock in Amazon. <laughs> no, 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 that I, I, I didn't mean to imply that it was a joke. Look, I know you're going to say like the NFL, it's the biggest, you know, even though it's the worst package. And I know that you're, 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 you know, it's the Yankees, you know, even though they haven't won a world series since what the, the subway series, the bet, but they're the best team I mean, I, ever. Again, I, I agree with you. Like who cares? All right. That you're, you're like, you're sounding like a fake. You need to call WFAN. The Yankees, when I worked at ESPN, they had this thing where they were going to cover the top 100 teams, which I always was like, well, how about if your team went from like 98 to 105? Like you relegated? Like what would happen? Anyways, I never got an answer. I never really asked, but I always wondered about that. But they were covering the top 100 teams as a better strategy in a lot of ways than when they were had the local sites. Let's just cover the top 100 teams. They were almost all football NFL teams right in the top. In the top 10, the only team in the top 10, the New York Yankees, okay? So, and they weren't even good then, all right? And it might have been the coverage with Wally Matthews and and me covering it. Perhaps that's why they're in the top 10. Um, (laughs) Undoubtedly. More than Wally than me. Uh, Mike Mazio, Ian Beckley, I got to go all in there. Matt E. Hall. Anyways, we had a good good staff covering the Yankees. When you look at it, they're the most popular team. So they've done the NFL. They've gotten in business with the Yankees. I mean, this is this makes sense. I think they could do that with other top teams too. Um, you know, baseball teams because they go local. Uh, again, I said value. You, again, people are going to be annoyed that you have to use Amazon. A lot of people already have Amazon. Number one, but number two is once you get there, you're getting value. Apple, uh, Yankees are on Apple. You know, this Friday, and it's just going to be an, the same thing where it's like, wait, what? Where's the game? And it's just going to annoy people. And then you don't even get the value if you stay around. I think the, there's already one other Yankee game on Apple on these Friday night games. And then you also don't get the same announcers with Amazon. You're getting the same yes announcers. Um, and so I don't know that it just makes more sense. I, Andrew, I just feel like I feel like both of them are testing. I'm, I'm still waiting for uh, for for the big purchase. I'm, I'm waiting for Amazon or Apple to actually get a uh, package that uh, of games that the uh, uh, broadcast networks or big media companies actually wanted. Everything that right now has gone to Apple and Amazon, uh, uh, all, all, the, all the big companies have passed on. Nobody on broadcast television. 
They didn't pass on the New York Yankees. Nobody in broadcast television wanted Thursday night football. That, yeah. the, 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 the MLS deal, you know, like they, they, they were trying to, which hasn't been announced yet, and, and, and they're still negotiating uh, through that, but they, they were trying to get all the media companies to, to, to bid on that. Um, the, the, that midweek baseball game that, that Apple ended up with, everybody passed on it. Everybody's passing on all these games. The, the Yankee games uh, are, are, I will tell, I, I'll give you that. I think that that's unique. What is it? 22 games? 21, yeah. That's not a sports strategy for the richest company in the world. It feels it like, like a I'm test. not an Amazon expert, so I'm not going to act, but it seems to me from what I've, you know, from just like reading about it as like a, I don't know, a person who's, you know, consumer, uh, they go into these businesses, they get their little hands in there, and then all of a sudden they take over. And they're getting their hands in there. They're, you have to establish relationships. We just said the NBA is not going to give any of these digital players a NBA finals or probably big playoff games in this next round. You don't think 11 years from now, maybe even opening up in seven years, that Amazon might have a chance. They already in this deal could potentially get a playoff game. That they don't have a chance if they to get playoff games by the a decade from now. I, I think you're mistaken. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying they, but you don't just show up 11 years from now with no relationship with the NFL and then and they're just give us the money. Now, again, if you have an established digital play at that point, perhaps it could work out, but you need that relationship. That's how it starts. It's a relationship business. It's a money business at the end of the day, but they're not just going to take the most money um, if it doesn't make sense in terms of distribution. And so you have to establish, I think that's where we disconnect on this. All right. And everyone, in the audience agrees with me. <laughs> Twitter poll coming up. By the no, way, I, get a lot I, of response. No, but the, 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 I need the, to find the clip to where where I said Amazon's not going to be around eleven years from now. I have no idea what's going to. It's a probably a pretty good shot given their deep pockets that they're going to be. I'm just uh, around eleven years from now. I'm talking about 2022, 2023, and I also uh, I, I can't disagree enough. I mean, it is a, it is a, a, a relationship business. But I'll even go back to, you know, 1994, Murdoch didn't have a relationship with the NFL. And all of a sudden he's in the, in the Super Bowl rotation with, with the biggest package. But the previous rights, he tried to get it, which I think Amazon also tried to get in the previous time around. And then they didn't get in um, where they offered more money. And I think uh, Rupert Murdoch did the exact same thing. And then he got it in 93. It takes time. Look what the NFL did for Fox. Look what the NFL did for ESPN. Streaming is not broadcast television. Scre- streaming is not linear television. It's, it's, it's a totally different business right now. You don't, uh, think, out there. You don't think the the equivalent of uh, Marshan and Oran sports media podcast in 1979 was the same <laughs> thing? Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Mushnick and Raceman, Martsky and... Uh, I'll give you some others. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They weren't all around then. But anyways, the they were saying, eh, nobody's going to watch cable. That's not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, eight years later, they have the NFL. And here we are. ESPN's the most dominant. So I get it. Everyone's down on streaming. And perhaps that will be right. But maybe not. Yeah. How about, that? How about uh, that? How about that? How about maybe not? Maybe, maybe not. You could, by the way, I, I agree with that totally. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, everyone, you're down. Like streaming's done. I maybe. I mean, I, mean, I, I just love that you compare like Apple and Amazon, like worth trillions of dollars, literally, 
to this little ESPN from 1979 that was worth like a couple of nickels. Like they're, they're completely different companies. They start, but they're new in the sports. Like, you know, like we always had that when I worked at ESPN, New York, it was like ESPN, New York versus WFAN. Well, it's ESPN. Yeah. WFAN is the king in New York. You know, they've been around longer. They're the king. ESPN in New York, the radio station was the underdog right against WFAN. And so it was perceived just like you're perceiving it that maybe ESPN should go. No, we, that, that, that station had Mike and the Mad Dog and been a lot a long time. Amazon, they're not the underdog. They have so much money. They're not the, they're not the big dog yet in this, in this thing, but they're trying, they're, they're working their way in there. My, my line that I'm waiting to see, I want them to get a package of rights that uh, established linear TV networks also want. I haven't seen that yet. I just haven't seen it yet. Well, they have to have success. It's, it's a it's a proven business. <laughs> John Moran will not be satisfied until Amazon owns the rights to the World Cup and the Championship of the Galaxies. All right. Once they get that, of like you know, then then you'll be satisfied. I mean, when I hear that that Amazon and Apple are negotiating for Big Ten rights, like they could. Uh, again, Amazon and Apple, they could buy all of these networks. If they wanted them, they could get them. You said that they're spending too much and Bezos and Tim Cook, they're all going to look at it and say, what are we doing? So what, what, where you, you got to tell me where you stand there. Should they, you're saying they should be spending all this money or they shouldn't. I'm waiting to see. Uh, oh, you know what? You, you, you got me on, on the stutter again. Can we edit that out, Andrew? Oh, it stays. Oh man. Stays. Look, I, I feel that they are making a bet on sports and I can I can see them uh, pulling back from it because uh, you, you don't attract as many uh, people watching sports streaming as you as you do on on uh, on television. But betting on sports on every other media of our entire lifetimes has been a pretty good strategy. All right, let's let's move on. This has become our LeBron versus Jordan discussion. Please let us know. Reach out to us if you like it or if it's just too much, and and we'll we'll back off a little bit. All right, let's finish it off. We talked about the NBA, NFL drafts this week. We'll we'll hit that next week with uh you know in terms of like kind of what we thought of their coverage. You did mention you know you know some people will listen to this after the NFL draft has already happened, but it's going to be more of a regular broadcast. Panthers and Sinclair. Uh, give us a little, this is a little, we, we're doing, we, we talked about doing something called quick hits. This is one of those like quick hits before we get the calls of the week. Uh, give me a little quick hit on the, what happened with Sinclair, your boys now. The boys, uh, Sinclair. The Panthers. And which Another, Panthers are we talking about? Uh, Florida Panthers, NHL team. They had one of the worst local deals in, uh, in all of sports history. They were getting paid about $6 million uh, a year for, for, for their local rights. Uh, they hired, Endeavor, uh, shout out to Karen Brodkin and Hillary Mandel, who came in and just signed a, a new deal that more than doubled. I think they're getting in the high teens now per year on an average annual basis. Almost Joe Buck money. Okay. Almost, <laughs> almost Joe Buck money. But at a time when, uh, when all of the RSNs, Sinclair, Comcast, you, know, you name it, are telling people that flat is the new up to see, to see a, a rights fee more than double is is unique and i just uh, wanted to mention that all right good all right let's finish it off john with our call of the week call of the week you know this call of the week uh mickey cabrera's 3000th hit uh dan dickerson 
on Detroit radio, making the call. Let's listen to him. Upright, relaxed stance, tucks the left shoulder in as he cocks the bat over the right. The 1-1 one, one, ground ball. Base hit in the right! 3,000 for Miguel Cabrera! Raises his arms. Iglesias the first to hug him. The Tigers dug out empties as they charge over to first base and let the hug dispensing begin. Oh, what an incredible journey. From a skinny 15-year-old discovered on the dusty fields of Morakai to an icon in Motown. Miguel Cabrera, the pride of Venezuela, has joined one of the most exclusive clubs containing the best hitters in baseball history. 3,000 hits. I, I think radio calls are great. This is a guy that knows the team. Uh, uh, if you go find this clip on Twitter, they put a camera up and that just added to it as well. And I, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to David Jesse of the Detroit Free Press who uh, uh, alerted me to that clip. Calls of the week, uh, you know, we, we take nominations for them. Uh, and I, I, I just thought that was a good one. So thanks, David. Yeah, we appreciate hearing all those. Uh, it means a lot. And, and the thing about radio as compared to TV, uh, most play-by-players much prefer radio. Uh, you're the star of the show. You're painting that word picture. The unfortunate thing is the money is bigger in TV. So uh, the top broadcasters usually end up uh, on television, though some, um, some choose radio or do both. Uh, but that's where the magic really happens. Uh, if you look at all-time calls, most of them are radio uh, for the most part. Not all of them, but most of them are radio. All right, John, I don't know if we had any all-time calls here this week, but it was fun. As always, I enjoyed it, and uh, it was good. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. All right, thanks, everyone. And also appreciate all the reviews and the comments, and uh, uh, if you get five stars. Thanks, guys.